the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silence. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Your hosts for this program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see the church come into its fullness and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as their Messiah, Savior of the world, and the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Science Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue teaching about a very significant time of the year. This is the season of Passover. And we read yesterday as we started the week's programming, reading from Leviticus chapter 23. That's the chapter where all the appointed times of the Lord are spelled out. And of course, Passover is one of them. Just to review with you from Leviticus 23, beginning at verse 4. These are the appointed times of the Lord, holy convocations which you shall proclaim at the times appointed for them. In the first month, On the fourteenth day of the month at twilight is the Lord's Passover. Then on the fifteenth day of the same month there is the Feast of Unleavened Bread to the Lord. For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall have a holy convocation, and you shall not do any laborious work. But for seven days you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. On the seventh day is a holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work. Then we went to Exodus 12, where the Passover lamb is described in detail. In fact, yesterday we pointed out how significant the lamb was. For example, in verse 3 in chapter 12, it says, Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, they are each one to take a lamb for themselves according to their father's household, a lamb for each household. In verse 4, Remember, it said a lamb. Now in verse 4, listen to what we read. Now if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his neighbor nearest to his house are to take one according to the number of persons in them. According to what each man should eat, you are to divide the lamb. So it's getting very specific. Now in verse 5, that lamb is now referred to, your lamb shall be an unblemished male, a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. So the lamb and blood of a significant significant matters in this chapter. In other words, Passover today is still observed in recognition of the power of the blood of the saint slain lamb and, of course, the lamb. And, Judy, you brought out yesterday the significance of, I think it was verse 13, and the blood shall be assigned for you on the houses where you live. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. We need to remember this was such a foreshadowing of the blood that the Messiah shed at Calvary. 
And just as the blood from the lamb protected the people in Israel, if the blood was on the doorposts and the lintels, the same blood that the Messiah shed almost 2,000 years ago provides the same protection that that blood did in Egypt. And you know, Shelley, in verse 21 of Exodus 12, we see that Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go and take for yourselves lambs according to your families and slay the Passover lamb. And it's interesting that as a child growing up, for all the seders that we went to, I don't think one time was mentioned the slaying of the Passover lamb. And we see, starting in verse 23, going down to verse 27, Shelley, for the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he, the Lord, sees the blood on the lentil and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to smite you. And you shall observe this event as an ordinance for you and your children forever. When you enter the land which the Lord will give you, as he promised, you shall observe this rite. And when your children say to you, what does this rite mean to you? You shall say, it is a Passover sacrifice to the Lord who passed over the houses of the sons of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptians but spared our homes and the people bowed down and worshipped. And this is very, very important in verse 27 because here we see it is a Passover sacrifice to the Lord that Jesus was the sacrificial lamb And by his blood, he delivers us and he heals us. And we see in verse 27, you shall say to your children, this is Israel, the Jewish people, it is a Passover sacrifice to the Lord who passed over the houses of the sons of Israel in Egypt. In other words, even to this day during the diaspora, it's almost like God is just showing us in this verse that even living in America and not in Israel, we ought to remember and say to our children that it is a Passover sacrifice to the Lord who passed over the houses of the sons of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptian but spared our homes. And what was the result of that, Shelley? The people bowed low and worshipped. And I know you mentioned this many times in your teachings, that the first time the word worship is in the uh, Torah is when Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac and the Lord himself gave the sacrifice, the ram. And Abraham, when he was taking Isaac up to be sacrificed, he said to his servants that, the boy and I shall return and... Before they return, they worship the Lord. And they they worship the Lord. So really to see that sacrifice and worship really go together. It's true. We need to see that this is the foundation 
of so much of the life of the Messiah. And perhaps if you do not come from a Jewish background, you're wondering, well, why are we even talking about leaven? Well, I want to read those two verses in Exodus 12 again, where it says, set, beginning in verse 19, seven days there shall be no leaven found in your houses, for whoever eats what is leavened, that person shall be cut off from the congregation. Verse 20, you shall not eat anything leavened, in all your dwellings you shall eat unleavened bread. Again, this is a foreshadowing of what the new covenant brought forth. Because if you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 7 and 8. 1 Corinthians 5, verses 7 and 8. Listen to these words. Clean out the old leaven. And you know, leaven is a picture of sin throughout the scriptures. Clean out the old, le- old leaven that you may be a new lump just as you are, in fact, unleavened. For Christ, our Passover, also has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the feast, not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. This is a word to all of us, no matter what our background is. But we see the foundation was laid in Exodus 12 and in Leviticus 23. And Shelley, every time leaven is mentioned in the scripture, it applies to sin except one time, and that is... The leaven of the kingdom. The leaven of the kingdom. So we see that it's almost like yeast. It, um, It takes over all the flour, all the dough, mm. and goes through it, that just as sin will um, destroy us, the leaven of the kingdom, the life of the Messiah in us, the blood of the Lamb that delivers us from the sins of the world, will permeate us, transform us, and save us. Junie, let's look at some, some verses from Exodus 12 and then look at the New Testament fulfillment. All right, Exodus twelve five, for example, says, Your lamb shall be without blemish. Okay, now let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. We need to see that this is a fulfillment of what was spoken of in the Hebrew Scriptures. Remember, your lamb shall be without blemish. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. You know that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your fathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish. You see how this was a fulfillment of what took place in Exodus 12. And in Exodus chapter 12, verse 5, we read, you shall take it from the sheep or from the goats. So it's taken from within the flock. And we see in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17, therefore, he had to be made like his brethren in every respect. And we know that Jesus was a Jew and he was taken from the tribe of Judah. Really? Exodus chapter 12, verse 6, the whole assembly shall kill their lambs in the evening. All right. So the lamb was killed at at sundown. And we read in Mark chapter 15, verses 34 and verses 37. At the ninth hour, Jesus cried, my God, my God, 
In verse 37, it says, And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last at the exact same time that the lamb in Egypt was slain. And we see in Exodus 12, verse 10, And you shall let none of it remain until the morning. So nothing of the lamb was left over for the morning. And we see in the New Testament, in John 19, 31, Since it was the day of the preparation in order to prevent the bodies from remaining on the cross on the Sabbath. And if you remember when Jesus was on the cross and the soldier came to him to break his legs. What happened? Uh, he was already gone, really? Shelley. Really? Amazing, amazing. And that's what it says in chapter 12, verse 46. And you shall not break a bone of it. In John 19, verse 33. And when they came to Jesus, just like you said, Junie, and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Exactly what was spoken of in the lamb that was slain on Passover night in Egypt is exactly what happened to Jesus on the cross. And you know, before we're believers, we'll say coincidence. No, this is the counsel of God. And what God says will happen, will happen, because God says it, and it is true. And we know, Shelley, that he was sacrificed at the exact time as the lamb was slain. Amen. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for how glorious you are and what you say will come to pass, will come to pass. Thank you for the foreshadowing of the Lamb. We thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. For Zion's sake. On behalf of For Zion's Sake, thank you for joining us today. If you would like to contact Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. Until next time, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program has been sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.